we're going to be doing Noah and hopefully finish this up. And we're kind of going to go speed through some of the chapters. So I hope you enjoy what we're going to be studying today. And uh, we're going to also do some more tomorrow. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. A little bit tired, but I'll, uh, tr I'm trying to wake up here. Yeah, I know. It's like it's early for you. For me, it's late. So we're like actually 14 hours apart. Yeah. So where are your cats today? And your beard's growing back too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the cats are in the room right now. I think they're outside. Ah. It's still early. They like to go outside in the morning and evening. And then they come in and they kind of sleep all day. They wow. usually sleep in here with me. This is uh, kind of where I work. And uh, they do the, uh, they maybe they like the air conditioning. <laughs> this is the uh, air conditioned room in the daytime. The rest of the house is pretty hot. Cat door to go in and out. No, no. My wife will probably open the door and let them in, so they disturb me. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, they usually that. just sleep. You'll see them sleeping in the back, probably eventually. One of them, then one sleeps over there, and one sleeps over there. They like yeah. to stay away well, from each other. Two or three cats. I have three. Yeah. Three cats. Wow. Yeah, they they chose me. I didn't choose them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you pray for them, you take care of them. You know, I my younger days, I got a little addicted to cats. Um, <laughs> I started with one or two, and then you know, you want more. But I wasn't. Our life was changing so fast that I couldn't keep them, and I ended up having someone else take care of them. And they, she didn't do a good job. So after that, mm. I never wanted to ruin any other cat. So yeah, it's tough. You do have to kind of take care of them a bit. Uh, they're, pre I mean, they're pretty uh, low maintenance overall, but you do have to do some stuff. Uh, you know, yeah, it just wasn't. I didn't have a stable place for them to stay. Yeah, in. yeah, it's difficult. But these were these were basically stray cats anyway. So uh, well, uh, they like you there. Seems like. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty. It's, it's interesting with animals too. You, you see, they have unique personalities, you know. Yeah, they and do. They have uh, they have feelings, emotions, yeah. and they're kind of smart too. Very um, intelligent. The one, kinda, oh my gosh, those they were yeah. like little people in their souls. And <laughs> yeah. I had one cat like in the beginning. It was a little kitten, and he was like, you know, he struggling and didn't know his environment. But I picked him up by the neck. And then turned him over. After that, he was my best buddy. Like, he could mm. not leave me alone. So it was like... Yeah, I think they kind of bond with us or something, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Well, that's why how, it makes uh, me so sad that yeah you know, didn't take care of them through their entire lifetime. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how... I mean, we are kind of mandated to... Uh, man you know to take care of the earth right that's adam's job and, yeah. and our job Noah. i think we see this with noah again as well that um you know well, we're so supposed that, to treat the yeah. animals well but you know a lot of people can't do it and abuse animals and that kind of makes me really sad about that you know yeah, I think we'll, there's uh, too many and i i kind of feel guilty of having animals that i couldn't see it through you know, like a lot of people do abandon pets and stuff. So. Yeah, well, that's our, uh, we're still kind of in a fallen state, you know. Yeah. We're not perfect yet, you know. No, but you know, it's now going back to Noah. What you said last time, or maybe a podcast ago, that 
when we were talking about was Noah was the only one that was deemed righteous? Right? Yeah. And because how did all those other people, if they're wicked, how did they get on the ark? And I, were his, I yeah, did you I noticed, come up? Yeah. I noticed a verse in chapter eight that it said it was only Noah that was deemed righteous. Yeah, well, it's kind of they were his his offspring, you know. So it was almost like um, I don't know. It was like a, it was it was for Noah for the sake of Noah. The others were allowed to come, I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's not like they were necessarily. Well, we're going to see that one of his sons does seem to be quite uh, evil, actually. And I think that's what the point of this story we're going to come across today. I think. Yeah, and I posted uh, on the website article, which I'll post again in the last one. So there were some open-ended questions and verses that I couldn't remember, but that's all in the article, and including yeah a video about uh, the raven and the dove that got attacked. And by <laughs> when Pope released the doves, the raven started attacking them. So I posted that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. Yeah, we're at war, you know. Yeah. So, all right. So, do you want to read, or should I read this time? Can you start out reading, maybe? Yeah. And then I'll uh, drink some coffee and hopefully, hopefully wake <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. I know it's early for you. Okay. So, then God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Every beast of the earth and every bird of the sky and all that moves on the earth and all the fish of the sea will fear you and be terrified of you. They were given into your hand. Every moving thing that lives will be food for you. I give you everything just as I gave you the green plant. So now he's given them meat and basically saying anything that moves, you can eat it. Yeah, it sounds like they didn't eat the animals before that. Yeah. That's kind of what this seems to indicate, um, you know. But the other interesting is like every moving thing that lives will be food for you. So there are no restrictions here you don't yeah. have the pig or the shrimp but you yeah can they don't have that yet that's not there because that comes later when the uh, israelites are in the in the land of canaan those are those were laws they're supposed to follow in the land of canaan and they're surrounded by the canaanites who are practicing abominations and in like you said last week yeah basically those food laws are you know, there's probably some health benefits to them. Like there are some actual unclean animals in there. They're not yeah, clean, they're, you know, they're scavengers. But I don't think that's the only reason those laws exist. And that would be a whole different show. We could talk about that. But it's um, but that it's mainly to, so they don't eat with the Canaanites and, and whore after the other gods. It's it's very similar to don't don't marry the, uh, the pagan women because... You're gonna be. You're gonna start to follow after their gods eventually. It's it's all about separating the cultures. You know the 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 wicked cultures, the evil people, and the uh, people who are supposed to be uh, following the ways of God. Yeah, Primarily I social, I believe. And yeah, I, could, I, I think could, so too. There were ceremonial because I looked up uh, the well, not ceremonial, but so like to, to as a social barrier. Because when you eat with people, you kind of become friends with them, and then you're influenced by them. And you can even enter into agreements and covenants back then. So the food laws were to prevent them from uh, adopting the ways of the pagans in general, which were uh, considered to be abominations. 
you know, they did child sacrifice. They did all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff, you know, you know, the, basically the stuff that's happening today. That <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the great. abominations of today are the same as the abominations back then. And they, uh, I think know. they're actually going to make it the reason why they're wanting to get rid of animal husbandry and go to lab grown meats is for that very reasons to get away from what God has said and then kind of do all that. You know, like they want to, I think they're even going to do human meat because it's just cells. And and I think they advertised that long ago because they can basically take any animal cell or human cell and make it into lab grown meat. So there are no more barriers because they think you're not actually killing the animal anymore. You're not, you know, there's no mm. more pain and suffering for the animal. So then they're free to like make up whatever they want, even like they can make cow chicken meat together or human meat or whatever they want. So I think that kind of ties into what we're going to later study in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. But God did say here that every blooming thing is for food. Yeah. 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 That's, and the, you know, there are, um, you know, I would call them the, uh, no offense to, but the, the Judaizers would point out the book of Jubilees or um, Jasher maybe, and they would use these extra biblical Second Temple uh, Jewish uh, books to make a claim that the Mosaic Covenant existed from the beginning of time, which is not the case. I don't, I don't agree with not that. Here. Yeah, you can't, you can't be using like a book of Jasher and book of Jubilees. These are not really considered to be legitimate they're definitely not canonical, and they're kind of um, considered to be propaganda for the uh, Jewish cult in the days of the Maccabees. But um, there was covenants. That there was a covenant with Adam and Eve, and there's a covenant with Noah. We're going to see. We already saw yeah. it, and it's going to come back big time in this chapter. And there's a covenant with a Abraham, <clears throat> and these are slightly different. Uh, they're all related. They build upon each other, and they they're fulfilled in christ um but the 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 concept of covenant is something we'll come across uh, today but let's take a look at uh, verse one in this chapter that's basic does this sound familiar be fruitful yeah. and multiply and fill the earth where did we see that well we saw that in genesis yeah. 1 28 so it's basically noah is kind of uh a new, another adam type figure right they're they're starting over it's a great reset yeah. And here's here's our Adam type figure again, and even Abraham is kind of an Adam type figure, and even the uh, nation of Israel is an Adam. It's like a son of God, a new a new start, and we're gonna God. It's it's it, they do call this election. They're like elected. They're chosen by God to uh, to try to 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 move His plan to establish a kingdom on earth forward. You know, it's like a movie. You know, we talked about before, like. Why didn't God just save the world completely at this time? You know, well, it's like, why are movies uh, two hours long? You know, <laughs> <laughs> like the whole movie could be five minutes and save us a lot of time. You know, it's like, well, there's a lot of drama and there's a lot of there's there's good guys and bad guys and there's uh, tension and drama. And, and and we we learn things along the way. You know, there's a process uh, and it takes time for whatever God's plan is for this world, which seems to be to establish a kingdom on Earth. He wants to be our God and we'll be his people, like like the Garden of Eden, right? We're going to dwell with him. We can, we'll be able to talk to him, you know, directly and um, be with him. And um, it takes, there's a, a long process. It's been going on now about 6,000 years. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they were, you know, this is a story that began, and it is super high drama, that began with humans, with God together. Then they were starting to get separated over time through these biblical stories. And then ultimately the redemption where we're back to God again. There was, all the movies are really based on the Bible. Every movie that I see and analyze, they're just taking stuff out of the Bible. I started watching the uh, Lord of the Rings again recently, and... uh... From that movie, and uh, boy, it's very biblical. I find more yeah. than I realized. Um, and there's all kinds of supernatural stuff. They're like they they enter into the spirit world, or the there's angel, you know, these elves and stuff. They're like angels, and then there's even kind of a Satan figure, you know, and, and demons in the abyss. They fall down into the abyss. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's uh, I don't think it's uh, so evil. It, it's it's not exactly biblical, but it's. Um, it's a pretty good story, actually. You know, like a lot of these movies are kind of uh, they're they're kind of side they they kind of favor the evil side, you know. But uh, that one, I don't think so. It's it's pretty balanced, I think. Actually, it's it's not necessarily I wouldn't say it's a Christian movie, but it's uh, it's a good story, you know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah and then and then and the, the ring the ring is kind of like sin. Yeah. You know? The ring, it corrupts everybody. That's like the fallen human nature that oh, yeah, Paul talks but- about. It's like it's uh, that's the, the the depravity of man, which we just saw in Genesis uh, six, and the yeah. reason for the flood is because we're just, there's just something about our human nature that we are slaves to sin, like Paul says, and um, that that ring kind of sums that up pretty well. Like everyone is corrupted by that ring, <laughs> yeah. But but it's something inside of the people that that causes them to be corrupted. Yeah, the people. Anyway. I think they desire sin. If they didn't, they nobody would fall into. Well, it. we're slaves to sin. Yeah, it's a human nature, and and it's just yeah. that's you know we we need we need a savior. You know, it's uh kind of like that Bob Dylan song. Uh, you got to serve somebody. It may be the devil. It may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's just unfortunate that non-believers they don't know they're actually serving. Somebody. Exactly. No, I used to be the same way though. I was the same way. It was like I can do it. I can I can solve my own problems. And these days, you know, when I get temptation, uh, I had a bit of temptation the other day, and I was just like, and and I realized very clearly, it's like, you know, if I try to fight the temptation myself, I'm going to lose. Yep. And so I had to, you know, I had to uh, pray to Jesus, like Jesus, you you get me through this situation. And then it was it was easy. It was quite easy. That's the key. That's the key. We can't fight the temptation on our own power. That's that's what we try to do. Is like I want to be a good person. I'll be. I'll fix myself first, and then I'll be clean in the presence of God. We can't do that. That's not how it works. Yeah. If it was that easy, then we we would never need the entire stories. In fact, it was yeah. Jesus Himself that was tempted in the desert with hmm. you know having already fasted for forty days. And he was offered yeah. everything, the whole kingdom. So had he failed then, everything would have been lost, not only for and him. It, yeah. But, and it says that they brought him into the desert to be tempted yeah. by the devil. So that that was like a part of the process, the, the test. Yeah. And I think we're all tested. And and what I've realized, or what I realized pretty strongly the other day, was like, became like real, you know, like tangible, like, oh. I, I have to rely on God for this, you know, pray to Jesus, get me through the situation. Um, and, and Jesus used the word of God himself as well. Yeah. You know, it's not me going uh, single-handed combat against this temptation or something. Um, it's uh, calling on the name of Jesus for, you know, Jesus has overcome all these uh, 
these these powers. Well, it also said if you resist, the devil will flee. So it's that resisting to say no. Or not. I mean, like we've already experienced the things lately of what we had to resist, right? So, and many of them. <laughs> That's that. a test as well. That's a test. Yeah. You know the 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 vitamins. <laughs> but there's great the social pressure. Oh my gosh! It's not just social; it's family. It's the government. Well, that's social. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. It's amazing. It is um, still going on. It's not over. Well, even you know, I realized a lot. Most of the people at the church I go to took the vitamins. Yeah, yeah. Not all of them. Not all of them, but lots of them, and they just don't know. You know, because a lot of Christians, um, they kind of they don't want to think about that kind of stuff too much. You right. know? But it is in the Bible. And and then they don't understand the end times. It's like, oh, we just gotta, you know, we just gotta preach the gospel and be happy, and that's all. We just focus on the positive stuff. And but but what happens? And you know, I basically agree. That's that's good. But it's um, what happens is that there might be they might be deceived. They leave them some. They leave themselves uh, open for deception. You know what I mean? They don't realize the amount of deception and how sophisticated the deception uh, machine really is it's oh, quite amazing God. actually and, and it's yeah. kind of you know it, it is kind of depressing if you think about it and if you focus on it too much it's uh, they're they're quite powerful you're not as powerful as god and god allows them to do it i think it's part of the test it is and those who test. fail the test are kind yeah. of under judgment to a certain degree you know well also anyone who's in tune with god like the, the holy spirit will tell you this is not good and the ones that defied that and went their own way, maybe either they weren't really with God in, in spirit or they just chose to ignore it. I don't know. But, like, yeah, I, I, I experienced a lot during that time. You know, like, even looking oh. for churches, they obviously all shut down and they were all online after that. So nobody wanted to meet. And even today, like, I was uh, this weekend, I wanted to find a local church here. So I looked on their line, you know, and they're still wearing masks. So stuff like that bothers me because that tells me that they're not correcting or. Um, yeah. Well, just, you're never going to find a perfect church. You know, we're there's still, you're, you know, and whenever you get a group of people together, it, it, everything gets kind of dumbed down. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But these are the oh, church leaders. Yeah. If they're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the church has been, it's become almost like a, like, like, like you have like a Starbucks, you have a bank, yeah. you have a school, you have a, a hospital, tight. you have a church. Like it's part of society. It's yeah. supposed to be kind of separate from society. You know what I mean? It's like become part that's, of the culture. That's it's exactly fitting what in. We're, we're not supposed to be in. part of the world. We're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, it's fitting in. into the pagan culture. And it's a is, spiritual battle. If you're going to be losing yeah. the spiritual battle already, then how are we supposed to like resist evil? Or learn to resist evil. I mean, I've had to learn a lot of things that I found out later were wrong, you know. So how, if they're not doing that, if they're not teaching you, how are you supposed to know that? Well, I mean, yeah, part but the church is just part of the thing. You know, that's the public aspect of our, um, you know, of our worship. It's not the whole thing. That's that's the thing. Is like we we have yeah. to do a lot of stuff on our own. I think, uh, or you know, privately. But I, I do believe the public part is is part of the process as well. Now that we're told to gather, I'll um, tell you this: I played probably the best guitar solo of my life the last Sunday at the yeah. uh, church service. 
Right. And it was, and I didn't know I was going to be like the the pastor told me. He said, "All right, hey, why don't you take a guitar solo in the song?" So I didn't prepare at all or anything. I didn't know, you know, I didn't practice for it. And then, and I have an injured hand. I'm like in constant pain, uh-huh. and um, and so I, you know, we played the song, and I just, you know, my fingers just went someplace, and um, I didn't know what I was doing. And it was like even these old ladies afterward, they were like, "Oh, that was so beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> so, no, really it surprised me i was like so i'm playing some good music at this church in this church band um it's pretty interesting pretty amazing pretty powerful what's going on uh with the the music and the spiritual warfare and the, and the playing in this church band as part of the worship team it's like wow this is pretty amazing stuff maybe there's some deliverance going on or, or something i don't know it's something uh, the holy spirit's involved somehow i guess you know and you record uh, it I think someone took a YouTube video of it, or a, not a YouTube video, but a cell phone. Yeah, well, you should video. Get- I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. Is amazing. You know, it was like I'm just. I mean, I was just hitting the right notes. You know what I mean? Uh, without thinking about it and without practicing for it in advance. Like, how does that happen? Wow. Well, <clears> anyway. I would love to yeah. hear that. If that, you know, maybe if you get that. I'd have to. Maybe it wasn't as good as I thought. You know. <laughs> No, I <laughs> mean, at the time, I remember thinking, like, wow, I didn't know this yeah. was going to happen. I'm sure it's great, and I want to hear it. Oh. Um, all right, but so anyway, what's that? <laughs> so, we're, we got a bit off topic there, but that's all right. Well, no, I want to play the song if we can, if you have a recording someday. Well, it's with the church band, so I'm not the only guy, you know, and uh, that's but we'll see. Right. I'll see if I can find a video of it or something, yeah. You know? All right, so back to Noah. Only you shall not eat flesh, its life that is its blood. But for your own lifeblood, I will surely require a reckoning from every animal. I will require of man too. Will I require a reckoning for human life of every man that of his fellow man? What the heck is going on here? Oh, that's, um, well, first of all, the lifeblood... You should not eat flesh with its life. That is its blood. That yeah. is, that means, you know, I mean, that reminds me like when I used to go deer hunting um, and, uh, you know, a lot of my uncles and stuff, they were like bow hunters and, but I, I never got into that. But, but when you get a deer, you always got to hang it up and drain, drain the blood out, you know, Yeah. And, and the farmers do this with their cattle and all that stuff, you know, so it's, that's just something people kind of do nowadays um but the pagans didn't always do that you know they would you know the blood the blood is used in the uh, levitical priesthood right as far as cleansing the temple and there's something about blood that you know in in a lot of these temples and stuff we're not there yet in the bible uh, story in the with the with the temple yet but talking about blood i mean blood was used to cleanse the temple and to cleanse purify people to initiate covenants and um even with jesus even with Jesus, right? The the blood is a very important part yeah. of the. You know, we drink the grape juice and represents the blood. And then the pagans also had that they, they had temples, they had priests, they had prophets. They used blood. They drank blood. They see they use blood in a different way than God intended. So that's why we don't yeah. we are not supposed to drink the blood. And then we see that again in the book of Acts fifteen. When they're they're telling the pagans, "Hey, you want to be Christian now? Okay, well, stop drinking the blood." <laughs> so we, we yeah, see you know, this. They people still continue do that. drinking the blood. What's that? They still there are some parts of the world where I've seen recent yeah. videos where they actually do drink like cow's blood. They'll cut the knife. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of the the pagan in the in the secret societies and people who yeah. practice witchcraft and sort you know th- those people are really into the. I mean, the blood is is used in uh, in every religion. You could say um, it's used in God's religion. You know, in in the temple. And all and, the uh, vampire Jesus. movies. That's all. Whoa! But, yeah, vampires. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole uh, topic right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, all... it's. I mean, the blood is. There's something about blood. It's a bit mysterious. I don't think we understand what blood is because there's something almost magical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they say, the life is in the blood, so it represents life. And then you have to uh, make atonement. That you have to. There's a sacrifice, but then I the blood is you pointing to Jesus because he had to shed blood. To save all of humanity, isn't that kind of the theme throughout? Yeah, like, yeah. He was kind of like the ultimate sacrifice yeah. and the ultimate high priest, and like his blood, yeah, humanity again. You know, like a different type of baptism through blood. But also here, it's talking about um, yeah. So we cannot eat. We have to drain the blood out before we eat the animal. We can eat the animal now, but we have to drain the blood out. And um, and then it's basically talking about murder here in, in verse 5. Yeah, that's what um, I was wondering about. You're, so yeah. he, he said, I surely will require a reckoning. From every animal, I will require it of man too. So, I think if, a, if an animal kills a man, and, and we, we see that now. Like if an animal kills a, a person, people will hunt that animal down and kill it. You know? Yeah, but I don't uh, know. So, what does it really say? So, but I think for your own lifeblood, I will surely require a reckoning. So, is it it's, saying um, it's it's capital punishment? Huh? If you kill somebody, then you'll be killed as well. It, it's so verse, six, in verse six. Verse six. Well, yeah. I think that kind of some. I think it's the same thing. Okay, so whoever sheds uh, the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in His own image. And oh, then, there's that God. Hey, that's interesting. God made man as in, in his own image. There we get that again, right? Yeah, he's repeating um, the same stuff that he established before. So, again, he's reminding us to be fruitful. It says it again in 7. And it's for you, be fruitful and multiply, increase abundantly in the right. earth, and multiply in it. So that's something he cares about greatly because he keeps reading it. He's never concerned about overpopulation ever. No, no, the opposite. Yeah, it's the yeah. opposite. Uh, and, and we do see lots of like genocide in the Bible. I mean, we, you could say we kind of saw it with the flood to a certain degree, you know, although it's like a judgment. Well, and then yeah. you see it with uh, Egypt, you know, the, the Israelites were overpopulated. So we got to kill the Israelites. That was the in, in Exodus. We see that. So the next chapter, we get into that. And, and Egypt like, is kind of the satanic uh, government at the time. So we see Satan trying to kill the Israelites, right, in the book of Exodus. Yeah, I, I think Satan's going to repeat everything. And I think Satan's actually going to repeat uh, what happened in the Great Flood of this Noah story. Not by flood, but the fact that... We're going to try to, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's already begun. Yeah, sadly, not a lot of people see that. Um, well, that's all right. That's that's according to biblical prophecy. That's what it says. Yeah. Got to be deceived. There are, and that's why it makes it so hard to talk to any of them. Uh, again, God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, "As far as far as me, I establish my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, every beast of the earth, with you, and all the that comes out of the ark, every beast of the earth. I establish." 
my covenant with you, never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall be flood to destroy the earth. He's kind of um, renewing the covenant with Adam. He's doing that with Noah. So it's it's like an agreement. You know, what is a covenant? I think of I mean, I kind of think of a covenant as a um as like a I mean, mainly it's it's it involves a, a special relationship between two parties and there's also oaths and promises made. And we we see that human beings can never fulfill their side of the covenant. Only Jesus did that. The right. the human beings always fail on their side of the covenant. But God makes his God always keeps his promises in the covenant. It's like in a marriage agreement, right? If, if you get married, and then like like God God is always faithful to us, but the other party is not, which is us. You know, we, we're the ones whoring after the other gods, um, yeah, consistently. And um, and there's a covenant with creation as well. So there's this there's this relationship between God and the entire creation and with human beings. And I kind of think of a covenant, covenant also like a like a job contract, and then you know it's like a five year contract. It expires, but then you renew it. You get a new contract that's even better, and uh, that's kind of like the the covenants kind of build towards the new covenant, which is the ultimate, uh, the real covenant that he, he always wanted. I think. You know? Yeah, and you know he always has to re keep renewing it just because things fail but even this one like it's a covenant with noah and his descendants yeah. but it's not like they even if they breach god is still going to honor he's not going to destroy the flood again you know well it's a covenant with the whole world really yeah. with all all the everything in the world creation and all human beings really but this is world, not the noahide law, laws yeah, yeah this is not the, which are not found in the bible at all as far as I can see, no, there's Noahide laws. There's no Noahide laws. That's, that's a Jewish thing that they made. Yeah, up. that's the oral tradition. <laughs> exactly. Well, that basically sums it up right there. Yeah, but they my, made it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my point that is that the uh, all the creatures and all the people they don't really have to do anything special under this covenant. Mm. Just be. It's a covenant of grace. Yeah, but but people still deserve. The punishment they deserve the wrath of God because yeah. it's a just it's a just punishment they deserve that but it's like a great this is a covenant of grace actually grace people, and didn't, then, earn, people you know, didn't earn this Noah didn't earn this the creation didn't earn this and we see right right away people start to uh, rebel again but the thing uh, is why say that he's never going to destroy the world with the flood again but we know he's in the end he's just going to find a different method to destroy the world in the very end so what's the point of saying oh, i won't destroy it with water again well they probably they're probably worried about it i mean just think of the uh the trauma that noah and his family went through what a traumatizing event to, to yeah. see everything you knew in the world is gone it's like living through one of these disaster movies <laughs> and they probably thought oh man if we mess up again he's just gonna wipe us all out again you know so it was kind of like it's like after you discipline a child you're like okay don't you know i'm not gonna we're not gonna uh do that again but i think you learned your lesson you know that kind of thing <laughs> the lies that the governments try to tell you or the people and corporations that you know the climate change will make cities go underwater continents underwater whatever that they're worried about that, that ice age yeah. um, caps will melt and then will flood the earth again. So this is saying God's not going to do that. 
And so yeah, that- and, and I think it's kind of implies that no one else is going to destroy the world either, really. Yeah. You know, and and you know, you know the 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 nukes, right? Nuclear weapons. You know, you know that they're not really, they don't really exist. You know about that. Well, I don't know if they exist or not. All I know is they don't exist. Killed. Yeah, that's a that's a total. That's another sign. Right, I hopes, see bombs know. go off and make mushroom clouds and energy. No, that's TNT. Weapons. It's video trick. I, I I've made I've made those videos myself on my cell phone with my. It, it's and TNT. You don't think they have TNT. Any to, There's like, no nuclear weapons. That's um, nuclear weapons. Well, that, that's that. video. No, 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 that's TNT. Creates the mushroom that. cloud. You overlay it with an image of the sun or a bright light and you put sound effects it's all it's all hollywood effects they created those videos in hollywood um well, let's just hope you're right because no no there's a lot of research done on this this is this is like a known topic um this is i'm not just making stuff up here this is uh, <laughs> this has like been proven basically you know what i mean yeah so it's just another one of their narratives it's their which is a false sign and wonder it's one of Satan's oh, narratives news, to scare people. Nukes. Yeah, it's good news. People get upset when you tell them nukes are a hoax, and but it's like, <laughs> hey, that's good news because um, they're addicted to the fear. You know what I mean? Well, so, and you see, and that, in fact, this narrative is coming back these days. It's kind, of, you know. So we got the alien narrative these days. We got the nuke narrative. They're all they're all signs and wonders from the. They're all the the false signs and wonders from the Antichrist. Well, then let them have it. They're going to fake it. They faked They faked a nuke attack before, and they'll probably do it again. They can fake anything. Well, now they need to kill people. See, it's not just telling them to be fearful to get in line. I think they want to actually reduce the population. So they're going to figure out ways to do that. And I think that's why they're working so hard with biological warfare. Because if they had other means, they would have used it. So I think they want to keep the world as is. But just find a way to get rid of us softly. Well, well, I think the next the next uh, health narrative will be that something they'll they'll just come out and say that something escaped from a lab. I think that'll be the next one because oh, that what? would scare that would just scare everybody. And uh, you know they 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 kind of let us know that there's all these people creating stuff in a lab anyway. So instead well, of like that you know, narrative, I think they will. Yeah, I think they want to introduce the aliens somehow they'll probably all converge you know and then yeah. maybe the aliens will save us and and all that stuff but <laughs> as long as you know that they're just capable of doing any narrative they're, they're you know their the special effects are not that good actually it's just it's the trauma-based mind control they 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 scare people people feel afraid and they think it's real because the feeling is real it, it, they got yeah. it down to a science you know um, and look at how many people were afraid in 2020 so yeah i know it's even just, now, even yeah. now, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, there's a covenant. What what verse are we on now? Well, then God said, this is a sign of the covenant, which I am making between me and you, ah. the living creature that is with you for all future generations. That means forever. And what's the sign? I have set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be a covenant between me and the a earth. sign of a covenant. Yeah, so there's um, there's a lot of different. So a lot of the covenants have. There's basically six main covenants: uh, Noah, no Adam, Noah, Abraham, it, Moses, David, J- Jesus. It's not a sign of the rainbow. It is. Oh, it's my- a bow. It's a bow. It's it's a bow and arrow is yeah. what it is actually. So in King, this um, is I set my bow in the cloud. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a bow and arrow. It's the word for 
for a bow, like bow yeah. and arrow. That's what the word is in Hebrew. There is no, in fact, uh, I have a note. It says the there is no word for rainbow in Hebrew. Apparently, there probably is, but I don't know. If that's what people say. But there, it's the bow. It's the uh, bow and arrow. So it's kind of a sign of warfare in a way. But it's pointing up. It says it's his bow. It doesn't. Yeah. What's the sign of the covenant? Yeah. What is King? J well, we have to look at what the Hebrew says. I set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a token of my yeah. covenant. Yeah. Which is a sign, yeah, the sign of covenant. Okay. So what? Um, now, for some reason, the uh, certain groups these days use the rainbow as their flag, which I think yes. is kind of the flag of the New World Order, to be honest. It's like, because every every kingdom needs a flag, right? Um, yeah. It's like a, it's a satanic kingdom flag, and it's anti-human, and it goes directly against all the uh, commandments of God. And um, so I think part of it, maybe, like, why do they, why why choose this? This is their sign. Why choose this sign? When it says that this is God's sign. It's directly it's against God. Well, I think, and also I think that they're thinking, well, God said that he's not going to punish us anymore. You know, yeah. God said he's not going to destroy the world, so now we can do whatever we want. You know, they they think they kind of... Oh, like, like testing they, God? They, 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 they fooled him, yeah. Well, you said you won't destroy the world, so we're just going to do whatever <laughs> we want. You know, and, and this is what they were doing before the flood that resulted in the flood. The yeah. judgment, you know, it was you this... Know, what else? Uh, like, this mixing, of, mixing, uh, you know, unlawful uh, mixture, you know, that, yeah, that didn't I, produce life, you know, sexual stuff that does not produce life because they're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. And this, this stuff here that. doesn't uh, do a whole lot of that, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and all these pagan religions have the uh, certain types of priests and prophets that are little bit gender amb ambiguous you could you might say um i think it's also yeah. tormenting god in a way too because in one of the verses uh he says i will look upon the bow as a reminder right <laughs> so is he looking up well now he gets to see all this disgusting stuff you know yeah yeah they're, they're mocking yeah they're definitely kind of they take you know, it. I mean, it's so extreme. It's not they're, even. They're, uh, it's pride. The pride, right? Yeah. Pride month. So they're they're very, quite proud of their sin. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's forcing God to look at all that too. You know. I mean, it would be like if an adulterer think think about like a heterosexual uh, adulterer or something having a pride event or like yeah, you know, adultery. Let's have a let's have a parade to yeah. celebrate <laughs> adultery. Like people don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, but they might as well. They got all these other alphabets. Well, that, well, that's the thing. The, the heterosexual sins are in the same list as yeah. homosexuality and the transvestites in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9. It's, they're in the same, and drunkards, and like like all human vice is kind of all lumped together. You know what yeah. I mean? So sometimes it's it's easier for us to point the finger at the at the uh, the gays and the the transvestites and stuff, but the heterosexuals are also have a certain code of conduct. You know well, everybody's I mean? sinning in some ways, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. you know, there was this new movement now where they're trying to appease like the business owners, whether they have the right or not to deny services to certain groups. And I thought that was also stupid because what are you saying? I, I'm I want the right to deny this group for a business. And yet, all other sinners are equally welcome to buy goods and services mm. in your business. 
So, but you ha you have to deny the right to buy if you didn't take the mark of the beast. Yeah, that's where it's leading <laughs> because it's allowing. Well, we had that already for a while. Yeah, we had it. We still gotta have it actually. Yeah, yeah, because before that idea was, you know, that businesses are supposed to serve all people no matter what, because it's just a right to buy and sell. You, but now you cannot buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. Yeah, that's where they're going towards. No, they already they already went there. Yeah, but they haven't succeeded fully yet, right? I mean, it's just incremental technology. It's only just begun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so 13. I have set the rainbow in the cloud, and it's a sign will be a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. And when I bring the cloud over the earth, the rainbow will be seen in the cloud, and then I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters will never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow will appear in the cloud and I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. So he's kind of using that as a, a reminder, you know, like his little app in the cloud reminding him don't flood well, the earth. Yeah, yeah. It kind of means that, it, you know, he'll always think about that. He'll always, he'll never change his mind. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a and until the you know as long for in this age this earth but there so, yeah we we know there is a final end times uh, judgment it will be more of a kind of a fire type of thing so uh, yeah which everything has to burn up then so God in fact you, no. you got the um, let's see you got this uh, yeah anyway and other signs that we see are like the Sabbath and the uh, circumcision are also signs of those covenants that will come across later. Which he made with a specific group of people. That wasn't for the whole. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This yeah. is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all the flesh that is on the earth. Yeah, for everybody. Everybody. This is the whole world, right? Like he's always had the whole world in mind. You know what I mean? He never... He was never trying to really just save one specific group of people. Yeah, which up until this or have point, relationship with. Yeah. It's all the descendants from Adam and Eve, which we are too. You know. Yeah. We're and and from Noah, Eve. we're all descendants of Noah. Right, but um, Noah came from Adam and Eve. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah. we all go back to Adam and Eve, right? So yeah, they just died. Yeah, um, yeah we're like little, little copies, not exact copies, but we're right. uh, copies. Uh, okay, so the sons of Noah, the sons of Noah who oh. went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were yeah. the sons of Noah, and from them the whole earth was populated. So we all belong yeah. to these guys. Yeah, and they kind of point out that. Uh, all right, well, let's keep going. We're gonna we're gonna find out more about these three. Uh, Noah began three to be kids. man of the soil. And he planted a vineyard. Then he drank some of the wine and became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let's stop. Let's just stop there for a minute. Okay. I think this is kind of funny, to be honest. Uh, you know, it's like, um, you know, just well, just think of the, you know the huge event he just went through, and now yeah. now he's kind of like Adam again. Here, he's a man of the soil, right? Adam mm -hmm. was taking care of the garden, and he planted a vineyard, and um, now. Um, but then he gets drunk and passes out naked. Yeah. Like that's what happened. That's what, that's what this is saying. And this little story here, there's all kinds of crazy theories. 
and um and I've entertained some of those theories in the past, but now I, I'm just looking at what it says, and it's not that strange, really. It's uh, what we're going to see here. Um, but he, but the kind of the point is that even Noah's not perfect, you know, because well, being no, drunk is not yeah. righteous. I think he was righteous because he believed God. You know? Yeah, he had faith. He had faith, yeah, yeah. and he trusted and obeyed the- God. And maybe others weren't, maybe they didn't know God, you know, the wives and the sons at that point, uh, even though maybe. And I think, you know, you know, what's interesting is Noah has never spoken a word so far. Oh, yeah. In this chapter, you mean? No, anywhere. I think I think it's coming up unless we passed it already. But there's a point where he does speak, but it's like surprising, like he never speaks. He, he's never said anything. He's never said a word. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was kind of like narrating his story, like he obeyed. Well, he's not, he didn't write this. Yeah, it's like he's just, he's the main character in the story, but he never speaks. Right. But he does. He's his action, it's his, his, his faith, his faith demonstrated by his works. Right. You know, um, but anyway, so, so he gets drunk. So he's not perfect. He gets drunk and passes out. But even if he got drunk, so Which what? I've done many times. What? <laughs> I mean, even if he got, he made his wine, right? He has a vineyard. Maybe yeah. much. So what? Is that a crime? Well, it goes, yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's, um, drunkards are in the same list as, uh, transvestites and homosexuals yeah, I mean, and fornicators. Drunkard. Being drunk, drinking is okay in the Bible, but not being yeah. drunk, not being a drunkard that's frowned upon, um, oh. consistently throughout the Bible, being like a drunkard, like I used to be. <laughs> I used to be a drunkard over 30 years ago. So uh, so I can relate to this in the sense of, uh, you know, getting drunk, blacking out. And he, he passed out naked. I mean, that's, that's, it's very, very, in the Bible, especially in the old, well, anywhere in the Bible, it's, it's, it's shameful to, to be, uh, to expose your nakedness like that and to be, uh, to be uncovered. And especially what we're going to see is that Ham, Ham, Ham found his father drunk and passed out naked. He was supposed to cover up his father. So you're oh, supposed to, if you find, if you come across, that's a righteous person. Well, if you come across someone passed out naked, you cover them up. That's what you yeah. do. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't show that to other people. Yeah. So having this nakedness uncovered, and and there is a euphemism for uh, uncovering someone's nakedness, kind of means having sex with them, but. In this case, uh, Ham did not uncover the father's nakedness. The, the Noah was already naked. You know, nobody uncovered his nakedness. I think the way he did some. So let's read on and see what he actually yeah. did. And yeah. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Uh, so Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both of their shoulders and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. So the only thing that's showing in this section here is that Ham saw it where the other two brothers didn't. Well, Ham Ham did not see the the two brothers did what they were supposed to do. They covered up his father's right. nakedness, and they did not look. Whereas Ham looked, and then he came in and sh- and he and he didn't do the right thing. He showed other people. Ham should have just covered up his father's nakedness. Like if you come across somebody who's in trouble, you you just help them or something. You know what I mean? Um, that's right. And this is throughout the Bible. You see this theme 
of um, you know, don't expose nakedness has to be covered up. And uh, so it's very shameful what he did. So what he did was, and this is, you know, think about this, this is like thousands of years ago. This is an ancient culture. This is very big deal. You know, the honor and shame were very big deals. And uh, nowadays it's it's like, what's the, what's the big deal? Because we live in such a uh, debased society. But back then, so, so that's why people these days want to think, oh, there's something sexual going on or something like that. It's like, no, no. no I don't, I don't no. think he mentions that, and I don't even want to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ham did not cover up. Ham, Ham did not take off Noah's clothes. Yeah. Or Ham did not sleep with his wife. There's no, there's nothing sexual going on here. There is a phrase in Hebrew that if you uncover the nakedness of your father, that means you slept with your father's wife. That is a phrase, but Ham did not uncover the nakedness of Noah. He saw naked, Noah was already naked. So it's very simple. It's very straightforward what's happening here. But but there's a lot of theories that people want to turn it into something it's not because they don't understand what a big deal this is. This is a huge deal. It's yeah, I don't want to go to the perverted part of it because that's what people, people do, have done. though. Just so you know, people yeah. do that, and it's and know, it's I've wrong. I, I believe it's incorrect. Yeah, yeah, but it does seem like his biggest sin was telling his brothers to go. Yeah, yeah. Not his brothers did the right thing. He, right. Ham should have done exactly what his brothers did. So they're they're like pretty decent people, but uh, Ham and Ham. The father, notice it says, look at what it says in verse 22, Ham, the father of Canaan. That's the second time they pointed that out because the Canaanites were considered to be evil people. Right. So he has some sort of evilness in him. Yeah. So, so you know, if a child asks their, their, their parents, hey, why are the Canaanites so evil? And why are we always at war with them? It's like they point back to this story. Well, this is why. Because Ham... Ham is a bad dude. That's what this means. Ham did not did not have compassion. He was not kind. He was evil. See, we don't recognize how evil it is. It's extremely evil in their culture what Ham did or right. what he didn't do. You know, he he didn't he should have just covered up his father. And yeah. that would be the end of it. And no one would have known. But instead, oh, he yeah. he brought in his brothers and he he was like um you know, you, you cover that. That's like in the Torah. You cover up someone's nakedness. Yeah. And don't expose people's nakedness like this. You know, don't well, tell other people about, about it. doing it later. Maybe at that moment, you just didn't think of it. it like, no, I mean, the point of this, though, he's the father of these evil people. So they're yeah. kind of showing that these evil people, and, and so really, Ham lived before the flood, right? Right. So it's kind of showing too, I think, that um Ham is he you know, the evil is lives on through Ham. Right. Even through the flood. The flood didn't wipe out uh human sin and human rebellion. And it looks like something Noah must have known. So like on the next verse is when Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him, which is not covering him up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not covering it up and telling other people about it. Uh, they humiliated Noah. I mean, he was, you know, yeah, he got drunk and oh, passed maybe out naked. Yeah, I think it maybe has to do with the humiliation of... Well, yeah, yeah, just, home. I mean, yeah, I mean, the whole thing. He, he is his father, right? He wasn't respectful towards his father. Yeah. 
Um, and, he, and God just made this covenant, right? So it kind of shows that the human being, and Noah made a mistake as well by passing out drunk. You know, that's not exactly what he was supposed to be doing. But um, drunk naked, you know, getting drunk and passing out naked, that's like the first thing he does after the flood is finished, right. after God initiates his covenant. Well, so it kind of shows you know, human arm. beings are, you know, what's he that? He had a huge responsibility. Think of, I mean, look. He was at probably it. a little stressed out. Yeah, so I mean, I kind of don't blame him for. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, it just shows the the human condition. Yeah. You know, it shows right away, right away, right away. It's like, okay, great reset. Let's start over. You're the new Adam. <laughs> We're going to try this again. Be fruitful, multiply, take <laughs> care of the animals. Don't drink the blood. And here's the rainbow. And 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 now it's like, okay, you know, get drunk and pass out naked, and then your sons are kind of like laughing at you and. <laughs> Not helping you out. It's just a total chaos again. Yeah. It's just the human nature. You know, it's like, okay, human nature has not been perfected yet, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. I think All that's right. the whole point. Well, and then it, it it shows us where the Canaanites come from, from this guy, Ham, who's a who's not a good person. He, he's the villain in this story, actually. And, and so Ham's wife, maybe also, uh, she's not really mentioned a whole lot, but... Uh, you know, because there's a lot of theories that Ham and his wife, that Ham's wife may have had Nephilim uh, bloodlines, because we do see the descendants of the Nephilim are living after the flood, which we talked about before. So. Well, something happened. I think that part is still questionable. Yeah, so Ham and the Canaanites are evil people. That's kind of the main point of this, basically, you know. So Noah cursed him. Canaan be cursed. Yeah. Will be he cursed. Uh, servants. Now, I believe Canaan is the, uh, yeah, so Canaan is a descendant of Ham, and um, and he's cursed. So it's kind of explaining, like, like these are the bad people, these you Canaanites. Notice that he didn't curse Ham directly. He's yeah, yeah. Cursing the offspring is, is kind yeah. of, the, it's kind of the same thing. It, it's a big deal to curse the descendants, because your descendants are kind of your, they're a big deal, especially back then. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, he also said, "Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant, and may God enlarge David, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant." Noah lived after the flood three hundred and fifty years, and all the days of Noah were nine hundred and fifty years, and then he died. So, I guess he never talked throughout this whole chapter. He died. So he may have said, "Oh, right, no." He said, he talks right here when he says, "Cursed be Canaan." Oh, right. So the that's only the first thing. That's cursing. the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time he talks. <laughs> and that's all we know. He's cursing. So, like, okay, so yeah. will be the servant of Shem, and then Japheth will enlarge um, and dwell in tents of Shem. So, how, what's the hierarchy here oh um i think i think uh i think ham is the youngest son is that yeah, what you're asking he has to serve shem right um he's yeah shem but mainly and, it's because of this curse you know that's the main reason i think uh right um, but let canaan be okay so japheth okay now canaan is not going or uh, ham is not going to be serving Japheth, only Shem? Uh, well, I guess so. 
says, may God enlarge Japheth and he may he dwell in the tents of Shem. So he doesn't even have to build his houses. He just has to live in them. So Shem is doing all the work. So this is kind of what it seems like. Shem is like doing all the work. And well, it's interesting. He says, blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem. The, you know, in, in verse 26, yeah. what about the other kids? Right. He's not the God of the other sons? <laughs> you know? Well, he kind of picked later on, he says he's the God of uh, Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. And here, it's only the blessed Lord of Shem. So maybe, you know, he, he's kind of following their uh, descendant line, which probably becomes yeah. later, right? Yeah, we're kind of then this. This is called you know, chapter ten is called the Table of Nations, um, by people, and it basically kind of it's it's all about the uh, the bloodlines and stuff, the generations. So maybe we uh, can read through this quickly and then get into. Yeah, do you want do you want me to read this? Yeah. Uh, all right, because this is kind of the boring part. <laughs> but there may but be a few interesting things. It must be connected things. in some way. We, we can, we can. Um, all right, so these are the generations. Like we see this this phrase a lot, right? These are the generations of Adam and Eve. These are the generations of whatever. So yeah. here it is again. Here, These are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Uh, sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer, Ashkenaz. Right, we've heard that, right? The Ashkenazi, yeah. uh, Rifath, and uh, like all in Russia area. Yeah, like, and yeah. then the sons of Jamal. So these are, yeah, and then they were getting into the grandkids. It looks like, right, Jamal. I don't think I can pronounce all these names. Mm -hmm. I, I, maybe I'll just skip some of that. Is that okay? The sons of yeah. Javan. From these, the coastland peoples spread in their lands, each with his own language, by their clans and their nations. Right, so th this is like considered real history, and uh, the sons of Ham, Cush, Egypt, or Mitzrayim, sometimes uh, put and Canaan. So Egypt is also a son of Ham, and Egypt is considered basically an evil nation. Yeah, and a lot you know of their I mean? religious practices that the whole yeah. world followed was coming out of Egypt. Yeah, so really, a lot of this, this, uh, the enemies of the Israelites come from the bloodline of Ham, actually, for the most part, it looks like. So Cush is uh, in Africa. So that region of uh, North Africa and Egypt around the Nile yeah. area, the River Nile, looks like. Yeah, yeah. Cush is or the, uh, maybe Northeast Africa or something, or Africa. Yeah. And then... Um, Egypt's on the Egypt's other side. Egypt's, uh, the Egyptians, and... Uh, but I don't know. Canaanites. What yeah and and the land of canaanite isn't that by uh israel somewhere yeah well that's a whole kind of what we would call the middle east basically yeah and there's a lot of different then there's a lot of different specific tribes amongst those and then um, all right so the sons of cush all these people here the sons of ramah sheba we see that in the in the in the story with solomon the queen of sheba shows yeah. up there they're probably africans yeah they well they are africans Cush fathered Nimrod. Oh, Nimrod, uh, he was the first on earth to be a mighty man. Oh, hold on a minute here. Let me pull up the uh, 
let me um he was the first on earth to be a, a mighty man now the hebrew word there is uh uh gibor a gibberim in the plural gibor um and in, in the greek it says giant gigas yeah um so um a mighty man you know is it a literal he's not a literal giant probably because he would not be the first one um it looks like was, something he, he sounds like he did something first though like he was the first on earth maybe the first after the flood because they had these mighty men before these gibor and the word gibberim you know these are like the uh great warriors the strong like hercules but the bible or something. hasn't mentioned any mighty person until now uh, i think genesis 6 it kind of did um but after the flood there isn't any yeah after, yeah this is the first one after the flood so there's there's a lot of speculation about this and uh they connect uh, nimrod to like gilgamesh and uh various uh people and he kind of is the founder of babylon and the tower of babel well that's the big and, story uh, that's coming up yeah so the, the and the first so time to be a mighty man and uh and then let's be, he must yeah. be like a part nephilim type person well maybe 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 uh, yeah maybe and then then just um, like the trump of that day you know and, and and there's a lot of connections in the uh, ancient Near East to him and like other godlike figures, you know, even some of the Egyptian gods and all this kind of stuff. So he he's kind of like a demigod type figure, a, a tyrant, yeah, a tyrannical leader, a uh, an authoritarian, uh, almost like an antichrist uh, type figure. Um, but well, we're not told a lot about evil, him because he was trying to get to the heavens with his building. And yeah, ninth um, the whole world. I don't know. I guess we have to wait till the next chapter. I do see like some commentary. They say he was like the first Assyrian king to rule over both Babylon and Assyria. So he was like the the emperor, you know, or, yeah. or the pharaoh or something. And um, and then let's verse nine. It says he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord. So there was some kind of you know he was a famous you know character that um you know people have well, i mentioned phrase. before the lord like that implies that god was talking i think some to some people think that maybe that means against the lord um but, well that uh, would make more sense if it yeah. was against the lord otherwise um, it kind of implies that god is was with him too as doing god's work in a way Although, yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be like um, maybe they attributed his his powers to God or something, and um, you know, sometimes God does raise up, uh, you know, pagan kings. He's ultimately in control of of all the governments in the world, and they're used as uh, judgment against his own people. Sometimes, you know, God, God has, you know, will punish. It's like God's like a father who will discipline his children, right? So. Yeah. Um, so, so if his children are disobedient and he's, you know, God wants to protect them from harm. So sometimes he will use these, these pagan nations to rise against the Israelites to punish them and to discipline them. And, uh, and, and so he needs these kind of people. He needs these, uh, you could almost say he needs these antichrist type people. So, you know, when he needs them to, discipline his people there they are like i talked about before i almost see them they're kind of like a a dog on a leash god's got satan on a leash 
every once in a while he'll let them run free and discipline people. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not the what normal people think about Satan. Is you know, but it's not this dualistic uh good versus evil. That's kind of a pagan concept. It's more like uh God uses Satan. Well, there's tools of of discipline yeah. and judgment and we see this in Revelation as well. Same same thing. Um, so yeah. yeah, he's he's this he's this uh, you know this mighty warrior, a political leader. He's like a like Alexander the Great kind of guy or something, you know, or yeah. uh, one of the great men of history, you know, who uh, probably accomplished a lot politically and militarily, and um, well, did a lot of achievement, the... but was kind of evil too, you know. Well, he was a king of of all these cities around that well verse 10 okay so the beginning of his kingdom was babel which is the same as babylon basically yeah babel and eric akkad and kalna in the land of shinar so that's um you know it's kind of the ancient near east area um a bit of uh iraq or you know somewhere around there from that land he went into assyria and built nineveh Nineveh, we we see that in the in, in the uh, city in uh, the book yeah. of Jonah, right? Jonah, yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, they're really evil. They're they're like wicked people there yeah. in Nineveh, and uh, and then Nineveh and Jonah didn't want to go there. Yeah, but Nineveh did repent um, briefly, briefly. Yeah, for a while, and then these other places here in Kala, that is the great city. Wow. So he made the you know he was a this amazing king, right? And um, and Egypt. it also shows that all these cities that he built there were wicked, because we know that from yeah, they're godless. I would assume these were like they 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 didn't know uh, God, you know. Yeah, but now we actually have cities like before they were kind of roaming around. Yeah, he, he's like, he's like Cain, you know, he's like a Cain yeah. type figure, and he's he's the bloodline of Ham, so. Yeah, right? like this takes us back to Ham. That's why people say, "Well, maybe, yeah, yeah." So maybe, maybe Nimrod was a, some kind of Nephilim. Either way, either way, he doesn't have to be a Nephilim to be evil. That's the thing; is right. like human beings can be evil too. Uh, oh yeah, you know? for sure. I think this—that's what the storylines are telling us. That yeah. without God, they all just resort to one thing: evil. That's, and that's the danger of focusing too much on the bloodlines. You forget that even a purebred human being can be quite evil. Yeah. <laughs> and tyrannical. Well, every, even all the deemed righteous, they were all sinners too. Like Moses murdered somebody. The Israelites all rebelled against God yeah. for the most part, most of them. And even David yeah. murdered the uh, his rival for the woman that he loved. Exactly. Left yeah. That's the human nature. That's, uh, that's a, you know, what Paul talks about. We're slaves to sin, you know. Yeah. Even if we don't want to sin, we're still slaves to sin. Um, Jesus, Jesus is the solution. You know what I mean? Yes. That's the, that's the, that's the bottom line, really. I almost just, get, I need to get a t-shirt or something. In fact, I got the shirt I'm wearing now says, uh, aphobos, no fear. Without uh, fear. It says without fear. I can show yeah. you. Without fear. <laughs> Psalm yeah. 23, 4. I actually got this here. I bought this oh. in Thailand somewhere. You should make Sorry. up a t-shirt with the... You know, what you want to say that Jesus is the only way. He's the solution to our yeah. problems, to, to all the problems, really. It's that, it's that simple. And uh, But anyway. nobody listens. That's the problem, too. Nobody. That, yeah, well, the Bible explains why. Because their own works were, were wicked. They don't like the truth. They don't like that. Verse 13. I'm at 13. Yeah. 
Egypt fathered Ludim, Anamim, Lahabim, Naphtuhim. Now, I'm not saying these correctly. Yeah. I know that. I have the Hebrew there. It would take me a while to figure that out. But um, from whom the Philistines came, from Kasluhim and this other dude there. So <laughs> Why give out all these hard names? What's the point of that? Like God knew. Well, it was that. written in Hebrew originally. People could read. It was <laughs> I know, but even we're, for Hebrew, these are complicated names. No, not really. Not really. Sure that we're not even going to know where they are. They didn't keep the names. So we some of them did. Some of them did. Well, it, it tells us right here from from whom the Philistines came. This is history right here. This is history. This is world history. Okay, but from the, if from you the have Bible. to identify all these people, nobody knows. Well, back then they probably did. Yeah, but I mean, this is the Book of Genesis, written a long do, time ago. Do you think those people have changed today? These bloodlines that you we know, can still identify some of these people. We can't though. I think we can. Well, we just talked about the, the Africans, right? The oh, Northern yeah. Africans and the, I mean, uh, and the, and the Europeans. Right. Um, anyway, but I mean, there, if you're really, there are people who like really get into this topic and it's a deep dive. You can kind of figure out a lot of the stuff, actually, if you do a real deep dive on this one topic and focus on the bloodlines and stuff, you can kind of map it out a bit. Um, yeah, without, without, maybe not certainly, but for the most part, you can kind of. Because God is making a very specific point with each tribe, not necessarily the region, but the tribe. So, like, he's well, this is the table of nations. We're we're gonna get, yeah, we're gonna see where this this actually is right before the. See, this could have this this ties into the Tower of Babel story. Yeah, and it really almost comes afterwards because because uh, this this is really after the Tower of Babel, all these nations came about. So we're kind of. They almost could have put this section after the Tower of Babel, but I think they put it first, and then they could tell us where they came from. You know what I mean? But, and then they're uh, all going to gather together to try to build that. But tower. these are the bloodline. They just do this all the time in Genesis. These yeah. are the descendants of the sons of Noah. You know, so here they are. So it's, I don't know. There's a purpose for it. You know, they do this in the New Testament as well, where they where they show the bloodlines that lead to Jesus. You know. Basically, yeah, the, I know he doesn't like a lot of these ites, hivites, archetypes, sinites. I think is mentioned later yeah. on. Um, now here, now this one, verse fifteen. Um, see, the Philistines are our enemies of the Israelites, and then verse fifteen, Canaan fathered Sidon, his firstborn in Heth. Now Sidon, you see that a lot throughout the Bible. They are called the Sidonians or the land mm -hmm. of Sidon. That was that was an evil place as well. They worshipped uh, the pagan gods and goddesses, and that's where a lot of uh, stuff I've researched have led to that place um, where there's a lot of uh, occult activity taking place back then. Um, and there's a lot things of that are tribes. happening now. Things that and, and the Greeks kind of and that kind of led into what the Greeks did and 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 kind of what what's going on now leads back to this place called Sidon. Um, a lot of the uh, the transvestite culture goes back. You to notice that. there's a lot of separate, distinct tribes within Canaanites. Or there are, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right here. So there's Canaan, right? He was a person, and then they. So he's like the general. He's like a United States of America, and then there's all these different states, right? Kind of like that. <clears throat> so Canaan fathered Sidon, right, and then the and and the Jebusites and the Amorites and the Girgashites and the Hivites and the Archites and the Sinites and the 
Aravadites and the and all these people. So the, these are afterward the clans of the Canaanites dispersed. So these are the clans of the Canaanites, and you do see these a lot of these people again in the uh, the holy war type stories. You know the narratives of the uh, the conquest of the land of Canaan. You see they come across these same groups of people again. And then now it actually tells you where the border of Canaanite is. And the territory of the Canaanites extended from Sidon in the direction of Gerar, as far as Gaza, and in the direction of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and this place here, as far as Lashah. And uh, yeah, so you know, I think the reader, the original readers of this, would have known these places. I think. Yeah. Um, and, and and that was you know it's, it was written in Hebrew. They're mostly around Israel ago. today. What we know of Israel today. Yeah. Gaza still exists. Um, yeah, 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 and and then they still they all kind of still you know exist in the sense that those places are there, but they change the names, or maybe some of the cities got wiped out, or you can't really identify certain people groups so much anymore. But uh, well, that's what makes it so hard to follow the yeah. storyline here. But there's kind of a main uh, there's kind of a point to it though. I think if we yeah. keep on going, so these are the sons of Ham by their clans, their languages their lands and their nation. See, we can see this really comes after the Tower of Babel, right? With all the different yeah. languages and stuff. To Shem also. So I think that's the summary of what we just read, by the way. Uh, now now we're talking about Shem. To Shem, also the father of all the children of Eber, the elder brother of Japheth, children that were born, the sons of Shem, Elam, Asher. Yeah, and now where is this? The Shemites. Um, now this is the uh, Abraham comes from this line. Yeah. So these were this would be more of a righteous uh, bloodline. You well, know. we're already told that God was the uh, Lord of the Shem, right? Not the other one. I think this is a different Shem. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so yeah, the God middle. of Shem. So that makes sense. Now it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Why did the God of Shem? Because Shem, Shem had faith. Shem probably followed after Noah. Right. And maybe the other guys didn't so much. And and Ham was especially kind of evil. And the other guy was maybe kind of, you know, neutral. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, he get he get to live in the tents of Shem. So he didn't have to build anything. He was maybe maybe that's a priestly line or something that they don't get mm. to do much. But Shem was a worker bee. He had to create all yeah. this uh, manage Hem's descendants too, to serve him. So he's kind of like the factory worker of building the entire nations. Well, we don't. We're not told he didn't build cities, though necessarily. Shem, the other guy cities, did. But that. he built tents. Canaan, Nimrod yeah. built all the cities. Oh yeah, tents. Yeah, he was a tent dweller, maybe. A maker. Um, yeah. Jacob is a tent dweller. Yeah. Well, let's find out. So let's read the. Well, so then there's a whole bunch of other names there. Yeah. Maybe I'll skip down to 30. The territory in which they lived extended from Mesha in the direction of Safar to the hill country of the east. These are the sons of Shem by their clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. Right? So, again, different languages. These are the clans of the sons of Noah. So, again, summarizing everything here. These are the clans of the sons of Noah, according to their genealogies and their nation. Oh, I'm reading the ESV, by the way, in their nations. Yeah, and funny. from those, and from these, the nations spread abroad on the earth after the flood and then see that leads us to the tower of babel where we're gonna we're gonna see how these nations really what really happened uh, specifically 
Yeah, uh -huh. and then on the, it does say in the modern version that from these nations divided in the earth after the flood. So this is maybe the formation of nations throughout the whole earth now. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to see that. Um, and I do have a, a like a cross reference verse that we'll look at. All right, we're going to stop here, and then we'll return shortly to the next storyline, the Tower of Babel. All right, so thank you. Bye.